Welcome to PNR Show, Season Six, Episode Four. Five, uh, five, six. So it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Five. Stoked in the head house. <laughs> That's what I'm calling this one. <laughs> I'd rather have longer than life. I'll take a strong stout over strife. I'd prefer to confer with a half pint of ale than live a long life till my private parts fail. For life without liquor is to no avail. So bring me longer for life. I'd rather have longer. Good evening, everybody out there on the internet. It's the Pint of No Return show, your semi-weekly, quasi-weekly, pseudo-weekly podcast of beer and buds, talking about what's coming up in our brains, our little tiny minds, and drinking beer while we do it. This week, we're going to start digging in to the hen house with the first on our list, which is the Stoked Single Hop Pale Ale. As well, we're going to be doing our Oscar picks for the year. this Just this in week. time. Yes. Just, I, I, we're, yeah, we're a little more timely this year than last year. Last year, I think we did the Oscar picks like six weeks ahead of time. Yeah, and then yeah. forgot about them. Yeah, and then forgot about them. So the you know the kind of the the, the climactic res- resolution was kind of dulled. So we're doing it right up on the edge there. So joining me as always is Keith and Gary, and I am Rob, and you are listening. I have no return show. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Hi. This is my new thing. I'm going to make silly faces with the camera. Yeah. That's great for our audio listener. Yes. Freaking tastic! Yeah, it's it's hard to say if we have more audio listener or video watcher. Yeah, that could be the same person. <laughs> I like how you put that. I like how you put that singular. We <laughs> are audience. There could yeah. be there could be plural. <laughs> well, the frightening part is it's possibly the same person. Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, what is new? What's new in your lives? Let's let's kind of catch everybody up. You don't have to do anything any heavy topics, but anything fun and exciting. In the lives of podcasters, Splint is off. Look at that. He's a he's a new man. He's got a new hand. He's like Steve Austin. We can rebuild him. Uh, That's about it. I got uh, yeah. He's already about the dog. So we uh, we got a new dishwasher. That's hey. He's got yeah. Family got a new dishwasher, and it's now filled with Pampered Chef products. It is actually (laughs) filled with Pampered Chef. It's uh, it's a new dishwasher, and uh, we've named it Sam. Sam, okay. It's it's uh, it's the smartest dishwasher uh, we've ever had, which is not to say a whole lot with our quality of dishwashers we've had, but but this one definitely uh, communicates more than anything else, including ending in a song which apparently i've i've done some research on and the song when it's over that it sings is some sort of german trout song that's ah. com- common to samsung for some reason japanese company or korean company i don't know where samsung is but they're not korean. german yeah they're not german so i don't know where the german comes from but samsung, it's very- samsung is a korean i believe yeah, yeah, south, korean. South korea. yeah, yeah. so yeah, the Korean company the uses good, the good Korea uses yeah. a German song to let you know that the dishes are done. Yeah, very so, pleasant. When you when you were saying it communicates better than anything, including I thought you were going to say my kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are moments. Yeah. By the way, speaking of the Olympics, if you out there are looking for a um, an act 
or some entertainment to book for your next party, whether that be uh, Pampered Chef or birthday, bar mitzvah, whatever. Tupperware uh, here, is nice Tupperware is very nice as well. I hear that the North Korean cheerleaders are available. Uh, <laughs> they, you know, the, the, the Olympics being over, they are now tasked with going back to that horrible, pathetic excuse for a country. So maybe give them a call. I'm sure they'd be happy to come out, maybe to do a Chuck E. Cheese or a, a Discovery Zone and, and do a couple of numbers for you. Wasn't there an article on, on them saying that they're actually sex slaves or something like that? Oh, pulled wow. Out, pulled out of that just, just to do the Olympics. I so, hadn't heard that. I, yeah. did see, I did see the one unfortunate video of the, uh, the North Korean cheerleaders all sitting, of course, on their bleachers with their hands perfectly folded in their laps. And... Um, uh, I guess a, a American figure skater was skating and did a rather nice triple axel or something. And one of oh, the yeah. one of the North Korean cheerleaders, perhaps absolutely not knowing uh, who exactly was skating, but seeing something nice, kind of starts clapping for the American figure skater, only to have her her I guess her imprisoned friend next to her kind of uh, alarmedly jab her in the sh in the uh, ribs to say, uh, "No, wrong, wrong, wrong skater." Yes. Yeah, no clapping. So um, they're going to throw you down a hole. According to the Daily Mail, uh, which is a UK, uh, is highly esteemed newspaper, um, <laughs> they are saying that North Korean cheerleaders are in fact sex slaves for Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Well, listen, they look so amazing, and they, they do such wonderful routines, and uh, Kim Jong Un's sister, mm -hmm. oh, fantastic. I mean, could the could the world press not gush over these the product of a dictatorial regime more than they did these last two weeks yeah yeah they, they wanted something nice to say about somebody in in north korea so yeah um, so, uh, keith, i want something keith, nice to say about beer right now that's what yeah. i think though. keith wants to move to beer so uh <laughs> I'm just showing you how stoked I am for this beer. Stoked for the beer. All right, so uh, this comes to us courtesy of Gary. Um, we're we're coming from the Hen House Brewing Company in Santa Rosa, California, and we're doing the Stoked Single Hop Pale Ale. So Hen House originated in Petaluma, and they moved to Santa Rosa because they were expanding. So they got they, they brew a lot of really good beers now because they got more space. If if, if uh, I didn't have my mouth watering to the point of drooling over the smell of this, I'd just want to smell it over all night. Yeah, it does smell really good. The Holy very cloudy crap. pour, very citrusy hops aroma. Yeah. So uh, what, what is the single what is the single hop that's that making that me nervous is? here? It's a, a rotating single hop pale ale. Each batch is made with a different hop allowing them to experiment, but each batch is made with the same malting yeast. So it is a, it doesn't actually say what the so hop a, is on this one. What's a batch? De define batch. It's whatever is produced what, this year whatever, or... whatever tank. Well, they probably, I mean, they can't produce every beer all the time, so they probably have to like, this week we're brewing stoke. Oh, this it's on the bottom of the can. Uh, um, mosaic. mosaic, mosaic, one sixteen eighteen. Okay, so you're yeah. saying that there is there is a possibility that we could have gotten different hops. We didn't in this case, no, but no, because I got them out. Of, these these all came out of the same four pack. Um, gotcha. It is. It does say that you're supposed to drink it within 21 days. So we're a little behind because uh, we've been lacking on our shows. So yeah, and um, they've you know they've they've uh, tr 
some of them have transported 3,000 miles to Keith and 1,500 miles to me. So we're looking at, I mean, on first glances, this thing is kind of looks like uh, Three Mile Island water. It's got a no, very it's, cloudy. It's, it's a hazy ale. But a hazy ale is a good ale. We've got citrus hops coming off it in drove. So the guys are going to about to bust a gut if they can't drink this. So here we go. Prost. Prost. Henhouse stoked. Oh, that's good. Mm. That's like a really good thirst quenching beer. Man, that's a great parallel. It, it is. Rob, how's you look like you're sipping that thing pretty good there. No. Not really. Not, not, not chugging it. Still at the top. <laughs> so I, you know, picked a bunch of beers to bring uh, to ship to you guys, and um, I wanted to do a, a few hen house because um, I really, I'm really enjoying their beers lately, and I did want to do all IPAs, and they're brewing some really good IPAs. So I opted for one of their pale ales because that's a, a fairly, you know, popular, well-known variety of beer that's not an IPA. So out of the box of beers I shipped, this is a pale ale because I recognize that Rob likes to have some variety. So this one's kind of for you, Rob. Great. <laughs> Great. He's thrilled. Yeah. He's thrilled. Uh, yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Rob, so Rob the great thing is if we just continue to do this beer as it keeps experimenting with hops, maybe we can eliminate all the hops you don't like. We could. We could do that. Uh, next batch that comes out, I will check the bottom of the can. So, yeah. So, folks, the stoked henhouse stoked. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't bother with it. Uh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking care of it for you. Um, the citrus hops that comes in off of the nose is very, very citrusy hops. But it also, once you, when you drink it, you get the pine, florally, whatever it is, hops as well in there. Um, in fact, I, I would dare say that the, the pine floral hops are more powerful than the... Well, I guess you're saying it's only one single hop. So It is a single hop. A so single all guy. the flavoring all of that is coming so citrus, from... So the citrus smell, but then kind of a floral piney taste. And, I think uh, the uh, 610 people on Untapped would disagree with you, Rob, but it's just me. Okay, they've been wrong before, so that's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing if not consistent. I mean, when has ever when has a social media platform ever been wrong? Never. Never. And, you know, the funny thing was, I truly was like, Okay, I gotta do something that's not an IPA. Oh, this is a pale ale. I'll grab it. <laughs> it really, truly was, and it tastes just like an IPA. Yeah, it does not taste like a pale ale. Mm -mm. Not even like a little an, bit. It's this an is IPA. like an East Coast hazy IPA. This it's is what absolutely this is. an IPA. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do ratings at the end, right? We're gonna watch Rob drink this for the whole yeah, show. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, you're you're yeah. You can watch. <laughs> I can kind of put my full glass. I can sit my full glass here, maybe up high, and you can just watch it sit there at the same level for an hour. Um, but we have stuff to do. 
We have stuff to do. Uh, we should really calculate how much money we've wasted sending beer to Texas. <laughs> oh, no. I, no, as no. From, from Jeremy, <laughs> as according to Jeremy, that's it's provided you some of your, your, it's your true. best moments. That it's, is, it is. Yeah. It's worth so every. It's worth its weight in gold. All right, so we've got some Oscars this year. Last year, when we did our Oscar picks, basically what we did is just went through the list, and uh, each of us, um, we, we ran off the names for each category. Each of us picked one from that list. It could be duplicates, obviously, and some of us agreed, some of us didn't agree. You know, and then we at the end, we kind of looked and said, you know, who was closest to to each other, who was the farthest apart, who had the best guesses, who had the worst guesses. So what we thought we'd do this year um, is we would do a draft, like a, like a football draft. Um, and guys, if you don't see, I'd see again, Jeremy's on there, but Keith, if you want to go into the Google Drive, I actually have the spreadsheet there so you can look at it with us together. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it on in Slack. But Perfect. Well, that's, that's just fine. So what we're going to do is for each category, we'll set an order. That order will rotate as we go through the categories. So, for example, the first category, they say Gary would go first, I would go second, then Keith would go third. Each of us will get to pick one of the movies from that list or actors or whatever it is, and then the next person will go and we'll have to choose from the remaining nominees. So once the once the person once that movie or actor is chosen, it's off the board. Okay, so then we go to the next category and we'll rotate the order so it's kind of balances itself out and evens out. Uh, you'll get one pick per category until we come to the last one, which will be best picture. For best picture, there are ten nominees. Uh, so, so since there are so many nominees, you will get two, two nominees for two uh, choices for best picture. And for that one, we will go one, two, three, and then three, two, one. Okay? Sounds fair. And then at the end, uh, next week, when we get back together, we'll see how each other, uh, how we all did. So we're going to start at the end of the nominations with visual effects. And the nominees are uh, Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong, Skull Island, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Let's keep that. Uh, let's keep that order that I did for the mock. And uh, Gary, you get to have the very first pick in the 2018 Oscars draft. Which movie will win best uh, visual effects? Oh man, That's, this is a tough one. I have seen four of these. Oh, four of these movies. The only one I haven't seen is War for Planet of the Apes. Um, and I must say that. Uh, of the ones that are left, uh, I'm going to say Guardians, maybe maybe not. Um, Kong Skull Island was actually a, a fairly enjoyable movie. It was, it really was. It, it really was. Uh, it, it was surprisingly, it was Surpri like, I know, yeah. Brainless, don't, don't think, don't ever think it, just like watch the explosions and fights and yeah. stuff and you know, you're done. Um, I, I'm going to go with Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Gary chooses Blade Runner. All right, so uh, I'll pick second. So from those remaining ones, I was I would have gone with Blade Runner myself. Uh, so from those remaining, I will take. I think Blade Runner's going to walk away with it. Um, I will go with War for the Planet of the Apes. 
The apes the about mon- effects and monkeys. Yeah, they traditionally are very good with the special effects. Oh yeah, awesome. Mocaps and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is really good in that. All right, Keith, you got three left to choose from. What are you going to go with? Well, you, you actually, you guys just took the first, my first in choice and backup. So uh, I'm going to go with Kong because I think it's out of left field, but I think it's better than both Star Wars and Guardians. Not that the yeah. movies were bad, but the special effects were better, I think, in Kong. Kong, what, the visual effects were, the, 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 you talk about monkeys in movies. Um, Kong, mm-hmm. big monkey. So. Yeah, bigger effects. Yeah, right. one one big effect. Yeah. Okay, so uh, and I'm gonna put the number next to each of our choices to show where you had to pick from. So it doesn't look like if you came up with an off the wall pick, you know, maybe it's because you had to go third, uh, like Keith just did. All right, or, so costume or you're just named Keith. Yeah. So costume design. My favorite. Um, yeah. The nominees for costume design are Beauty and the Beast. Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Victoria and Abdul. So we'll just kind of rotate it through. So I'll take the first pick on this one. Um, Kind of leaning towards Beauty and the Beast. However, Phantom Thread is actually about the fashion industry. So I kind of think that's going to be a sentimental favorite. So I'm going to go with Phantom Thread as my pick. All right, Keith, you have the second pick for costume design. Yeah, see, Beauty and the Beast, the costumes weren't, didn't blow me away. So, you know, coming off the the Disney version, the animated version, where everything was so crisp and clean, I just kind of wanted that to translate through, Mm -hmm. and it didn't. So I'm going to do on my first of the off-the-wall picks because I really like the movie, although I don't think the costume design was particularly amazing. I think Shape of Water might run away with some of these awards. Hey. That is one I have not seen. I, uh, it's a very I, polarizing pick. A lot of people love it, and a lot of people hate it. My, my, I am uh, nothing if not polarizing. Yeah. You are, definitely. Um, this is great because you guys picked things that were not my first pick. There I think Beauty, Beauty and the Beast is, um, I didn't see the movie, but I, I kind of feel like that's been done. Yeah. It's also, I'm not picking oh. that. Don't put my name Sorry. Because it's been Sorry. done. And it's, it's also, um, a very Caucasian movie. Um, and, <laughs> oh, and whoa. I, I think, okay. I think we yeah. might see a, a little bit of, let's do something that's not a movie made for white America. Uh, so I'm going to go with Victoria and Abdul, because and I, I think that's a very interesting story. And I, 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 that's a, of these movies, this is one I really want to see, and I haven't had a chance yet. So yeah. that is going to be oh, my pick for costumes. God. Yeah, for those of you who have not watched our Oscar picks before, um, we tend to not just pick the ones that we think are the best and most deserving in each category, but rather we try to get into the minds of the uh uber elite progressive voters in hollywood and what their sentimental or and or uh politically correct picks will be so i think uh gary is first on the board with that and also i think that um well my wife saw phantom thread and my um oldest daughter they saw it together and they said it was an absolute horrible movie and sad that they lost two of their um they loved shape of water i think that um 
that the, most of those other movies are going to have commission for other things, but Victor and Abdul may not. So okay. this is where it will Interesting. Uh, all yeah. right. Moving on to makeup and hair. Oh, are you telling me my first number one pick and I get makeup and hair? Yeah. Well, it's costume design and visual effects. So, But well, the, the good news is there's only three nominees, and Keith, you have the first pick. The nominees are Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. What are you going to go with? I, is I don't care. Sure. Yeah, you want to abstain no. and just take with the last pick? No. I'm more than willing to go ahead of you. Uh, wow. Um, wow. Um, I don't know. I, Gary Gary kind of sold me on the Victoria and Abdul thing, so I'm going to grab that because okay. he made sense. And that's All the right. only reason. Okay. <laughs> Wonder and Darkest Hour left for you, Gary. I have seen the Darkest Hour. Mm -hmm. and, That's I, I, and wonder i've seen wonder too those of us with teenagers am, know the darkest hour yeah i've seen it on a regular <laughs> basis um <laughs> uh, i'm going to pick the darkest hour because i think of I, I i think it's nominated for a lot of big awards i don't think it's win those awards yeah uh well i do think it will win some awards during the evening uh, I would have also chosen The Darkest Hour had Gary not, so I am left with Wonder, which is a fantastic film. And, you know, heck, if it doesn't win anything else, maybe it'll get a sentimental nod uh, for makeup and hair because the makeup that they did um, for the for the main character uh, was really, really good. So, all right, so we're now on to original song, and we're back into our main, our first order. The nominees are Mighty River from Mudbound, Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, Stand Up for Something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Gary, you get the first pick. Oh, it's back to me. First pick. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick this because uh, multiple family members uh, saw this movie and I did not, and I kind of have no desire to, but they all thought it was a fabulous movie and they really enjoyed it and they liked the singer. And um, I, I was going to pick it because I don't think the movie's going to win anything else. So uh, Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name. All right. I have not heard any of these songs at all. I've never heard them. I'm so glad that you picked that. Uh, my wife and I went to the movies on Monday with our wonderful movie pass and saw The Greatest Showman. And I will tell you that, hands down, This Is Me is going to win the Oscar for Best our Original Song. So I'm picking This Is Me. Keith. Uh, you're both insane because <laughs> Jane, you the, ignorant slut. The Jane, you ignorant slut. The uh, uh, the only awards that uh, that Coco is going to get are going to come from weird ones like this. So you can count me in for Remember Me from Coco because the music throughout that movie is amazing. Mm. Um, and if you close your eyes, you don't even realize it's happening. Ah, so th this so. is where being a dad of of youngsters comes in handy because you've seen Coco. Oh God, no! No, I, I, I don't know. He's heard the soundtrack. He's making it up. 
Of course I'm making it up, but I stand by my pick. All right. (laughs) Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to original score. This would be for the orchestral music for an entire film. And we have Dunkirk from Hans Zimmer. Phantom Thread from Johnny Greenwood. The Shape of Water from Alexandra Desplat. Star Wars The Last Jedi. He's back again. John Williams. And Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri by Carter Burwell. I have the first pick. I would always love love to have the perennial John Williams win an Oscar. He could win 50 Oscars in a row for all I care. Um, But I'm going to go with The Shape of Water. Alexander Desplat. You bastard. Uh, yeah. He is a new favorite of the Academy. He has won, I think, two uh, already. And I don't believe The Shape of Water is going to win many other awards. So I think this is a, a good one to give him. So I'm going with The Shape of Water. <laughs> Keith, you are number two. <laughs> Um, I, I I actually was going to pick the shape of water for almost the same reasons, although I think it's going to steal a lot of the uh, the lesser awards. Um, but I think I think uh, John Williams is wa- long overdue, and they may just give it to him on based on all past work instead of current, um, and go with the Last Jedi, John Williams. He's uh, he's one. Oscars, though, for his past work. Yeah, I, yeah, but nobody remembers it because they've been so long. Okay. All right, Gary. Dunkirk, Phantom uh, Thread, or Three Billboards? Uh, this, this is a this is a tough one because yeah. all of these are very strong. Um, I, the ones I've seen are very strong, um, which I guess is actually two, but i got to believe the other ones would be very good because Carter Burwell is, is a very good composer and some pretty good um, soundtracks over the years. Um, I should say scores, um, and God, I just I just cannot vote for anything for the Phantom Thread because that movie just looks so awful. Um, I'm gonna go with Dunkirk. Okay. I'm gonna go with Dunkirk by Hans Zimmer because uh, um, you know why not? It's Hans Zimmer. I was yeah, waffling between John Williams and Carter Burwell for three billboards. Yeah, I so know. I, that I really, is a tough one. It's I really expected one. you to pick three billboards. You let me down. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to win the game here. I, I understand, but I, I think you're going about it the wrong way. I, I, gave you, I, competition. I gave you guys original song. I let that one pass, even though I had first pick. So I got to go with this. <laughs> All right. Our next category, ladies and gentlemen, in our draft is production design. Keith has the first pick, and your choices are Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and the shape of water. What would you like, my friend? Uh, this is actually a hard one. Um, it's not like we're on the clock here. Uh, I I want to pick Blade Runner and I want to pick Shape of Water and I was hoping one of you two would eliminate one for me. Um, <laughs> you complained about getting the crap. I know. For, I know. I know. Now you got a really good one. But this is a good award. This is a good award. Yeah. I know it is, and I'm gonna go with the Shape of the Water because I think the Shape of the Water. The Shape of the Water. The water shaping. 
Okay. Um, but man, I really want to pick Blade Runner because I think that's good too. All right. Well, Gary, you have the second pick. Do you want to pick Blade Runner? I, I I get where Keith's coming from. This is this is really tough. Beauty and the Beast is that's that's there's come no on way yeah that's yeah that's that's done that's 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 an easy out. You don't want to do that. Uh, so I've seen I've seen Blade Runner, I've seen Dark Star, and I've seen Dunkirk. Um, and I Blade Runner's tough because the first the the production design is takes after the first movie on, in so many ways and then extends what? it. But that, and that's right. why it's brilliant. That's yeah. why it's the pick. But the Darkest no, Hour and Dunkirk take, uh, you know, this like both of them are literally about the same moment in time, and they did very well. So I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like Blade Runner is is going to be my choice in this one, uh, only because uh, it, it was. They don't have anything to really base it on. They're making all this stuff up. For the other two movies, they do have stuff to base it on. Because they, they have pictures and video, well, not video, but film, and you know, it's like people were there. And Blade Runner, no one's there, so you got to make this up. Oh, you bastard! All right. Um, so, another great uh, side benefit of Movie Pass is that I have seen a lot of films this year where in previous years I have not. So, I have seen um, four of these five, and. I probably would have picked Blade Runner 2049 had it been left open to me. I would not have chosen Beauty and the Beast um, kind of like, uh, or mostly because I kind of feel that their production design was already done for them with the cartoon and they just kind of morphed it into real life, which is I'm sure was some kind of an undertaking and it was obviously very ornate and beautiful and a lot of CGI and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, of the hundreds of movies that were released, they were in the top six. So the one I'm going to go with um, achieved a lot with very simplistic um, kind of sets, um, making you feel closed in, paranoid, um, kind of uh, stressed, and it. But it did it really simply. Um, Darkest Hour is going to be my choice, and the way that they lit and did the, you know, the the. Um, Oh crap! What's the name of the governing body? Uh, parliament. Why they did the how they did how they did the parliament room, and you know, for the meeting with the prime ministers and the war room and yeah. the um, the the palace and and those kinds of things. I, I think really were done very very well. Understated, yes, for sure, but it really helped to produce that kind of internal struggle that Churchill had. So I'm I'm gonna go with Darkest Hour. I don't think it's gonna win. I think Blade Runner will take it, but that's what my picks would be. All right, we're moving on to sound mixing. How do you mix your sounds? Uh, Gary, your choices. Yes, you go quick when you only have three hosts. Um, your choices are Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, this, God, man, this, this might be the hardest pick of the night right here. Ooh. Um, I agree. It's really tough. Um, I've, I, Shape of Water is the only one of these I haven't seen, and all of them had fantastic sound mixing. I am going to pick uh, Dunkirk because that movie had probably, if you put all of the, the script, all of the dialogue onto 
uh, you know, as few pages as you can. It's probably one piece of paper front and back of dialogue in the whole movie. Um, so the sound of that movie was really in everything that they did to mix in, uh, you know, the, the battle scenes and everything else. Uh, and it was a fantastic movie that told a story with, with a minimal amount of dialogue, which means that the sound mixing had to step up and be the storytelling. And in that movie, it really was. <sighs> Once again, Gary is still in my pick. Um, I will choose a dark horse. I have not seen this film, but from everything that I've read about it and heard about it, um, it did an excellent job of kind of mixing the sound of the the engine, the car, the tires, the music, uh, mm -hmm. balancing it out all very, very well. I've heard that the sound in Baby Driver is incredible. So yes. I'm going to choose Baby Driver. I was actually going between those two. Those were my two picks. One of those two. Well, uh, those were my two picks too. So, uh, congrats, you guys, on on get one of you winning. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen for sound mixing. Um, the only one left that has any kind of interesting mixing to it left is the Shape of Water, uh, because I think the effects of the water itself. Uh, are augmented perfectly by the sound mixing that goes with it, but I don't think it's enough to overcome Dunkirk or Baby Driver, and I think Dunkirk's going to pull it. I think Gary made the right choice. Hmm. He does okay. such a good job. Of he hasn't seen. <laughs> oh yes. I, All right. You know, I, I got to. this here. far. I gotta, I've... I got to make a comment though. Okay, so this this podcast hosts. All three of us are arguably um, Star Wars fanboys. Um, Star Wars has been nominated for several of these awards, and we are like shunning it. No, I picked I picked John Williams. So it just feels I, I like did. I did. I guess it just speaks to the fact that we are not just picking our favorites. Right? No, no, um, no. And I, we have integrity. I think, that's what it is. I think what I would say, though, Gary, is that for each category that it has been nominated for, there's a better film for that category. Yeah. But I mean, and it was, while the, it, I thought the music for Star Wars: The Last Jedi, for example, was good, I didn't think it was one of the more memorable sound Star Wars soundtracks I've ever heard. See, and I thought of the new the, the new generation of Star Wars movie that it was it was the the better one. Yeah, uh, I would I would agree with that, but I don't know as it's the best one. Yeah. So, so not to be con not to be confused with sound mixing, uh, the next category is sound editing. How um, you know it you know remixes uh, the actors when they do the ADR, which is the additional dialogue recording, um, and kind of blends. Uh, that over the the sound of the you know the effects or whatever um it's just a but, tiny little bit different but isn't this also include like the effects themselves so yes. sound mixing is the overall where, blend of it correct where where sound editing is where where they're creating yes. noises yeah, yeah. so they we have um, we have the bait we have baby driver blade the runner same, 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 same ones blade runner 2049 dunkirk shape of water and star wars uh, so my pick, I'm going first. I think that this is where Shape of Water gets its uh, Oscar. Um, maybe right about that. 
So I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Shape of Water. Keith, pick number two. Okay, so you took Shape of Water out of the mix, and I do think that might be one of the ones where it is. But I'm I'm looking at this as sound editing is where where are you creating new noises that mm-hmm. don't exist that fit the movie? So taking Shape of Water out, that leaves me with Blade Runner where I think they do an excellent job of maybe creating some new noises as well as Star Wars. And I think Blade Runner is due for bigger things, so I think they might have given the nod to Star Wars on this one. So I'm going to pick Star Wars, the last one. Okay. I was actually going to pick Star Wars for this one. <laughs> Just to prove a point. I stole not, it from you. Not to prove a point, because I actually, as I was watching that movie, I was noticing how cool the sounds were and like the way they did Kyler Ben's voice, which I know has been done before, but in this movie it had more presence and um, just, just a lot of things in that movie. Um, I feel like star Wars kind of gets a little bit of a, is coming from a position of um, they have to make up more ground because people think, Oh, well the star Wars, they already have all that stuff, right? They got you know decades of star Wars sounds. They just have to kind of, refresh them for the new movie but i thought that they really did a good job with the sound in uh-huh. star wars i, was gonna, I think i, was I think in general it. star wars and the associated companies around it really excel at sound editing and sound mixing in general yeah, yeah. so well, i think it's time for a nod yeah that. so okay so damn you keith um ah uh, yeah this is this is really hard between uh all of these things and i'm uh, i guess i'll go baby driver on this one just to not do uh too much with blade runner um baby driver did some some pretty cool things with some with sound in that movie and it was sound was kind of the focus of that movie so they had to be very cool and uh i'm, I'm gonna yeah just leave it at that and move on okay Film editing is our next category, and Keith is going to get the first pick of these five nominees. Once again, Baby Driver. Once again, Dunkirk. New Arrival, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. What's going to win, Keith, for film editing? I think Three Billboards is due, but not for film editing. Um, So I'm going to go back to my old favorite, the divisive shape of water for film editing okay all right gary you have pick number two this is where i should have consulted the ladies in my life because i have not seen shape (laughs) of water um i can't pick it now anyway because keith picked it um uh this is another really 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 tough one but i am gonna go uh with baby driver that was that was that was the top yeah, that was the one I was waffling between. A lot Shape of, of water, fast sequences. This is um, one of those situations where yeah. I want Shape of Water to win for some stuff, but I think Baby Driver might. So, <sighs> see, this is where you guys are idiots. So, um, <laughs> not I just with it, the I was hoping and praying the second time tonight. I had the third pick, and I was like, "Please don't pick my movie," and it fell to me. I'm so happy. Because the very same reasons that you, um, that Gary was talking about Dunkirk winning the Oscar for sound mixing, which is what I would have chosen for sound mixing, um, the very same reason, because it's using sound to tell a story with very little dialogue, 
Um, that's why it's going to win for film editing, telling the story with very little dialogue and just visuals. Yeah. Um, you have not only the the difficulty, the monumental difficulty of shooting a, a battle or war movie, which is always challenging, but you're doing that also with so little dialogue to tie the scenes together yeah. um, and, and to provide a kind of a plot drive towards the finish. So instead you have to rely on the visuals and the sound to tell that story, be characters for you. So without a doubt, Dunkirk is going to win the Oscar for film editing. That's, I cannot argue with that logic. That's, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's phenomenal. It's just a gorgeous movie and so well put together. I, I fantastic. All right. So I think, um, the next few categories will probably be able to rifle through pretty quickly because we don't know anything about them. Um, we got, we're going into the, uh, the foreign language, the documentary short subjects, the live action short films, all the stuff that we haven't seen and probably don't even know what they are. Uh, and uh, the great thing is Gary has the first pick for best foreign language film. The nominees are A Fantastic Woman from Chile, The Insult from Lebanon, Loveless from Madarasha, On Body and Soul from Hungary, and The Square from Sweden. Wow. Roll so we're dice. basing, uh, I'm going first on this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this has got to be worse than hair and makeup, Keith. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from I, a guy who has neither hair nor makeup, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you, you should. You count your back. <laughs> Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, since I am married to a fantastic woman, I must pick that movie. Oh, okay. Whoa, the suck up pick. Nice. That's as good a reason nice, as any, I suppose. Nice ploy. Except she doesn't watch, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. All right. The Academy loves loves Middle Eastern films. Loves them with a passion. Often loves to award them the. Well, that's not a Middle Eastern movie, but all right. <laughs> Perhaps the one you actually meant to select is going to be the winner, which is the insult from Lebanon. Well, there's really only one choice uh, left to me, and really only one choice from the beginning, and uh, on body and soul because it sounds hot and I'm hungry. So <laughs> I'm picking on body soul from Hungary. <laughs> I think it suffices to say also that the Academy, as angry as they are following the 2016 election, is not going to give anything to Russia. Right. Yeah. Oh, I think there might be something related to Russia that gets to us. Ooh. Ooh, foreshadowing. Uh, we move on to best live action short film. The nominees are DeKalb Elementary, The Eleven O'Clock, My Nephew Emmett, The Silent Child, Watu Wrote, or Watu Wote, Wote, All of Us. All of Us. Watu Wote, All of Us. Um, so my pick is going to be the one 
with the name because we all fall in love with the name. And I'm assuming that Watu Wot is a child or some destitute refugee or something like that. So that's a sentimental pick. So I'm going to go with Watu Wot, all of us, for my choice. Keith, number two. Well, uh, knowing as much as I do about this category that I'm going to pick for the one thing that I really want. The silent child. Silent child. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, and since we are pretty much childish here, um, I'm going to go for the elementary school one. Oh. And pick that. Education, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We all can do some education. I we'll see. I mean, we don't care, but we'll see. Um, Best documentary sort subject nominees are Edith and Eddie, Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405, Heroin E, uh, Knife Skills, and Traffic Stop. Uh, and first pick is Keith. Documentary. I have I have a a place in my heart for a good documentary. I really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. I don't go to them enough, but I think some of my favorite documentaries have always been around food. And I think the only one I can pick out of this that I know would be food related is Knife Skills. So I'm gonna go with Knife Skills on a best educated guess for what I like to see. In a documentary. Okay. And again, I'm hungry. Inspiring story of a classic French restaurant and the formerly incarcerated people who've made it succeed. So you've got food and former inmates. Feel good story. So not a bad pick, Keith. All right, Gary, you have choice number two. Uh, I know nothing about any of these except that Traffic Stop is on uh, HBO streaming and I can watch it. Uh, so I probably will before Sunday. So I'm going to pick that. Traffic Stop. Okay. All right. So uh, political causes and themes were a, have are always a big draw. Um, and I know that one of the big one of the big um, uh, subjects during the 2016 election was the opioid addiction that we have in some of the mountain regions and, and Northeast and New England areas and all that kind of thing. And while this is not about opioids, heroin -y is the story of an Appalachian city that's um, threatened with addiction, lawlessness, and poverty. So it kind of gives you a threefer. Um, so I'm, you can't you can't uh, you can't beat a good drug documentary. So I'm going to go with heroin. E. My choice. Sorry, Edith and Eddie. Okay. So we're moving through the documentaries, uh, and the last one is best documentary feature. This will be a full length feature. The nominees are Abacus, Small Enough to Jail, Faces Places, Icarus. Last Men in Aleppo, and Strong Island. Gary, we're back to the top. Your choice. 
Yeah, this is actually hard for me because I've seen uh, about half of Icarus, a little more than half. And it's a very compelling movie that deals with the, the Russian doping and the Olympics. Um, and I think it could have a chance because of what it's exposing about Russia and that whole system um, for mm -hmm. kind of the same reasons that you were talking about not giving anything to Russia. This is not painting a good picture of it. Um, and it's on Netflix, so you can watch it. Uh, same with Last Man in Aleppo. Um, it's also on Netflix. Uh, but I'm going to pick Strong Island because... Um, uh, why not? <laughs> okay. That's it. There you go. Oh, great. Um, last Men in Aleppo. Yeah. I thought you picked uh, Strong Island. Oh, I'm sorry. You did pick Strong Island. I did. I was thinking he was a different person. Um. Okay, so I got number two here. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with Faces Places. It takes place in France. I like huh. France. France is so, nice. Um, and it rhymes. Yeah. Keith. Faces Places. Oh, oh, Keith hasn't picked yet? No, I haven't yet. He's last. See, I think I want to pick Icarus, and I think it would be fueled by the recent Olympics and yeah. stuff in there. But I think the picks have already been made, and the Olympics is too late. So being that when I think the choices were made, I think Aleppo might have been more in forefront. It is the Middle Eastern documentary yeah. so I think, yeah. I think that has more buzz around it i think Although, if, if they were voting now then icarus would have been the thing but they're not voting now. they've already voted you know i i you gotta say that i believe that i picked a movie that is probably not gonna win because it's an oh man movie. So, uh, Strong Island, Last Minute in Aleppo, and Icarus are, are Netflix movies. Right? Crap. Oh, Keith, I should have read what that movie was about. What? Oh, man. You, I think he's Aleppo? got it. Okay, yeah, because yeah, you got the Syrian Civil War. Oh, yeah. Middle Eastern, that's the, you know, the kids are being hit by, um, by uh, chemical weapons. Um, it's about the volunteer group called the White Helmets who are helping to aid the wounded during the Syrian Civil War. Um, so it's refugees, it's Middle Eastern strife. Oh, it's got everything going for it. Mm -hmm. Nice yeah. job. All right. Okay, we're getting back into the big categories. And we're going to kind of... This is where the big ones happen. Yeah. So cinematography, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Thank God I have the first pick because this, I think, is a pretty easy one. Uh, I shouldn't. Well, I shouldn't say pretty easy, but I think it's going to be. It's easy for me to pick. Blade Runner twenty forty nine was beautifully shot. It's just a. Uh, while I may have to watch the film another fifteen times and actually to actually understand it, um, it was beautiful to look at. Um, so I think that's it's a no brainer for me. I I, I would choose Dunkirk, um, but I think the, the cinematography in Blade Runner twenty forty nine is pretty freaking cool. So that's my choice. 
Keith, number two. Shape of water, hands down. Okay. No, no discussion. None needed. All right. Ooh, Gary. I'm gonna go darkest hour for wow. all the reasons that uh, Rob said because they did a lot with shooting that movie in a lot of closed spaces and made it work really well. Yeah. Okay. The original screenplay. Uh, we've got the nominees are The Big Sick, Get Out, Ladybird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Keith, you have the first selection. I think this is where Three Billboards rears its head finally. Um, after being snubbed at all the lower ones, it's going to start taking some of these bigger ones. And I think this okay. is, screenplay is one of those. Yeah. All right. Gary. I really want Lady Bird to win this one. <laughs> that was almost my pick. I, I like. I really want Lady Like this is where I want Lady Bird to win because it was, it, especially if you have teenage daughters. Um, that is such a good movie. Um, but I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Get Out will win. Get Out will win. Interesting. And I have seen Get Out, and I have seen Lady Bird. I keep meaning to watch that. Is it's a, is it a really good movie? Yeah. Um, it, it's a different movie, yeah. and I I think I think because of that is why it's going to win. And it's got a little bit of social stuff in it. Yeah, but it's the social stuff is not preachy. It's just sort yeah. of it, it. It's almost like overdone and very comedic. In a movie that is not a comedy. Yeah. So I probably would have gone three with three billboards had I had the choice, as I think it's probably the favorite and it's not going to win maybe other awards it's nominated for. Yeah, but I'm like going to go with the big sick. Oh, interesting. Um, my wife told me about this film and she, she really enjoyed it. It was very, very funny, very, very sad. So it deals with a lot of things you've got. Uh, um, the clashing of cultures um, with, you know, Western versus Pakistani. I think it's Pakistani. Yeah. Pakistani. Um, so those, the, there's a racist element in there and kind of the getting used to each other, mixing of cultures. There's cancer and dying and comedy all mixed in. And, it, and it's about a guy who's in Hollywood and Hollywood loves to award movies that are about them. Um, so I think Big Sick is going to take it if I have to choose. So what I do? Okay. Adapted screenplay. So this is an original. There are. This is a story that was adapted to the movie. Uh, we have Call Me by Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. The first selection is Gary. I am going to pick a movie I haven't seen in this. Uh, I've seen Logan. I was yes. not as impressed with that as I, as other people were. Um, Molly's Game was a very, very entertaining movie and uh, done very well, but I, I don't think they're going to get I think this is going to go to Mudbound. It's a tough one for me. Um, Molly's Game would be my second choice if it helps. They love Aaron Sorkin. They love Aaron Sorkin. Logan was so freaking good. If you have not seen Logan, it's un, uh, it's uh, it's so different from any other uh, any other 
superhero movie you've ever seen. So it's really, really good. I think, though, they're going to go with the disaster artist. This is the one that they give um, to this this movie that's kind of been like a cult favorite in Hollywood, especially. Um, so I'm going to go with disaster artist. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Aaron Sorkin and so is yeah, So sure. I'm, I'm definitely there. Molly's game. Oh, okay. Yep, it's about poker. Oh, animated short, Dear Basketball, oh. Garden Party. I, seen, oh, I saw these last weekend. Great. Dear Basketball, Garden Party, last... Lou, Negative Space, and Revolting Rhymes. I have the first pick, and I have no freaking idea. So uh, I'll go with the reverse psychology. Negative Space. <laughs> so easy to choose. It's easy. That's no problem. All right, Keith, pick number two. Oh, man. This is such is a Pixar movie. Such a, a close set of stuff these are all so very very good uh but ultimately i think i think the i think i think revolting rhymes is gonna gonna walk away with it all right damn you because who doesn't like a good revolt that's great so gary's actually seen most of these and he gets i I know i've seen all of them and (laughs) all right the the two i would have picked were revolting rhymes (laughs) because i want i want revolting rhymes to win and negative space because yeah. I think it will win. Yeah. And, um, so, dear basketball, it's way too self-serving and um, just uh, look how great I am. Thing, right, right. Yeah. It was entertaining. Garden Party had the best animation, but I just didn't like the story very much. Um, and Lou is a Pixar movie, which is you know a, a Pixar does great things. It's a very entertaining, very endearing, um, you know. It kind of jerks at your heartstrings a little bit, kind of as they do in their shorts movie. Um, so I, I got to pick Lou only because I just really would not want any of, either of the other two to win. But I really think right. that neg- negative space will pull it out. All right, we're closing in on the end here. Animated feature: The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. Keith, you get the first pick for animated feature. I've actually seen The Boss Baby, and I think it's better than most people give it credit for. Uh, But it's not going to win anything, so throw that away. Um, I think Coco, because of the music, because of the animation, because of the story, is going to walk away with this. And if it doesn't, a crime has happened. Yeah, I would have chosen Coco had it been open to me. So I instead will go with Ferdinand as my second choice. Ferdinand's cute, but I don't Wait, think it's enough. How come? How come I got the third choice twice in a row? Oh, did I do that wrong? Uh, I should have. Keith should have chosen first. I should have chosen third. That's right. You're right. I should have chosen third. My mistake. You're, you yeah. Go ahead. Do you want to take Ferdinand? Uh, you know, I could care less about any of these movies because I think Coco's <laughs> So win, why are you so. making a big deal about it? All right, because come on. What do you want? I don't want to be cheated out of I my opportunity. Up. I screwed up. Well, you picked it up. So now what do you want? I'll, I'll pick the breadwinner. <laughs> okay. Well, I will go with Coco. Or Ferdinand, I mean. No, you can't take Coco. I already took it. Damn. <laughs> I can take what I want. All right. Director. Best director. The nominees are... Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan, Get Out, Jordan Peele, 
Ladyburg, Greta Gerwig, Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, and The Shape of Water by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Gary, your pick first. Oh, this is a really hard one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this this is legit really hard. hard. This is like as opposed to all the ones I say are really hard that aren't. This is no. legit hard. Well, Phantom Thread, nope, just drop that one off automatically. That's just, I just can't, I cannot see why that movie was even made. Um, <laughs> this is, it's Daniel Day Lewis's last movie. That's what we, that's what we're told. That would, that would be nice. Um, all of the, uh, all of these have really redeeming qualities about them. Uh, I haven't seen The Shape of Water, which makes it very difficult. Um, no, it's Del Toro, though. I mean, come on. I know, and I kind of like feel like I, I would pick it just because it's him. Mm. Um, and I and Christopher, oh, man, this is this is really hard. Can Red, I defer Red to Gerwig. you guys? I'll, I'll go with Lady. Right, I'm gonna go Red with Red 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 the female. The female actor pick Red. is really a no-brainer. Son of a. Yeah, it's the it's the year of Me oh, yeah. Too. Absolutely. She's the only woman nominated. She's right. going to win the award. Right. Especially... I, I'm nothing disparaging about Lady Bird, but we yep. know that the Academy votes on yep. issues and on on feeling. Yep. I agree. She's going. Oh, I, I I thought you were steering towards another one. Oh, I, I really man. liked Lady Bird. Out of all of these movies that are well, there, it is not, my favorite movie. Not only is so it a good I'm, movie. It's, yeah, it's yeah. it's the only female, and they're going to do All it. Right. So I'm going to go. Oh, I'm pick. I mean, I'm basically just throwing a dart at the wall. So I'll take uh, the Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Well, it's, shit, that was going to be my backup pick. <laughs> <laughs> so now I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Let me go with the pandering Paul Thomas Anderson for the Phantom Thread. No, dude, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't I throw it away. It's down. It, 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 it's you written. Got at least to Jordan Peele. So it is written. Show shall it be done. It, it's, it is. I think Jordan Peele's got a shot. Because because if Lady Bird doesn't win, Shape of Water will. So I mean, it's <laughs> the fact that there's even a third pick is silly. No, I actually right. think Jordan Peele would, is the second yeah. place in this. One. All right, guys. It doesn't matter. Supporting actress. Supporting okay. actress. Uh, I've got the first pick on this one. Mary J. Blige from Mudbound. Allison oh. Janney for I Tonya. Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf for Ladybird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Now, any other year, I think Laurie Metcalf would be a cinch because the the Hollywood loves Laurie Metcalf. They loved her since Roseanne, and everything little quirky stuff that she does, they would pick her. However, as much as they love Laurie Metcalf, they adore Alice and Janney that much more. And from what I've heard, I have not seen I, Tonya, but I hear her performance is unbelievable. So Allison Janney will win her first Oscar for I, Tonya. You bastard. Yes. Keith, pick number two. Well, based on Rob's speech, I should just pick Laurie Metcalf and get it over with. But I'm not going to. I'm going out on a limb because for me, I could close my eyes and listen to this person all night long. That's Mary J. Blige. Okay. Great. So 
Uh, I, Tanya, Alice, Alice and Channing was phenomenal in I, Tanya. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, yeah, I, I think that she walks away with this. Um, so I'm going to go with Lori Metcalf for Lady Bird right. because that would be my second choice. And she's supposedly really good in Lady Bird, too. She, so. she is. She is really good in Lady Bird. Um, yeah. But yep. yeah, uh, I, maybe I, I just saw I, Tanya on Sunday. So it's really fresh in my mind. So okay. maybe that's it. Supporting actor, William Defoe. I'm oh, sorry, Willem Defoe for The Florida Project. Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. The first pick belongs to Mr. Keith Allen Seifert. Well, I'm just a longtime fan of this actor, and I think Three Billboards is due for another pick, and I'm going to choose Woody Harrelson. For his first Academy Award. I think he's due. Wow. All right, Gary. Yeah, that's good logic. Um, I, oof, I haven't seen any of these, so it's really hard to say. Um, I'm going to go with Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water because it's not going to win a bunch of other stuff, and I think this might be it. Uh, I think, Keith, the, the thing you're forgetting is that uh, actors nominated for the same film tend to split votes. That's so probably true. I am going to go with uh, an actor who was brought in literally at the last minute. <laughs> This is the Me Too year, yeah. um, and uh, one Kevin Spacey was portraying uh, this supporting actor in All the Money in the World. He's playing J. Paul Getty. Um, he, of course, had some difficulties, as we all know and love, or, or I shouldn't say I yeah. love, but we all know about We all know what he loved. And uh, with, uh, I think there was two weeks, 17 days, 17 days before the release date, um, Christopher Plummer came in and they did all of Kevin Spacey's scenes. Um, and everyone said his performance was unbelievable. So that being said, um, I think, and I don't believe Christopher Plummer has any Oscars, although he's due. I've had the luxury of working with Christopher Plummer before at a singing engagement um, where he was the narrator. And he's a really wonderful gentleman. So I'm gonna go with Christopher Plummer for all the money in the world. Uh, that's a solid pick. Yeah. All right. We've got three categories left. Lead actress, mm. Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards. Margot Robbie for I, Tonya. Circe Ronan, Lady Bird. Meryl Streep, The Post. Gary. Oh, I get this one? Oh, yes, this you do. is great because I've seen... I told you I've seen Lady Bird, I've seen the post. Meryl Streep was good, but she's not going to get it this year. It was it was not a um, not in the top of her repertoire, I would say. Um, uh, it would be really fun if Cersei Roney won the award for Lady Bird, but Margot Robbie and I Tanya uh, playing Tanya Harding was so good in that movie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Margot Robbie. Are you ignorant slut? Um... I thought for sure you were going to pick the winner, um, but you I didn't. did. That's that's crazy talk. Um, 
her performance was great, but let's face it, uh, you have a distraught mother trying to stick it to the man, to stick it to the police. You can't get more Hollywood than that. Francis McDormand for three billboards, that's a no-brainer. I think it's too obvious. Oh, that, that's, that's easy. No, nothing's too obvious after you know Hollywood is still reeling <laughs> from the fact that they picked nothing black a few years ago. Yeah. So, Keith, is that your, is that your pick? Is, would that have been your pick as well? Uh, that would have been my pick. And uh, Margot Robbie would have been another of my picks. So I'm stuck with Sally Hawkins for Shape All of right. Water. Which is a yeah. long shot at best. Lead actor, Timothée Timothée Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis, The Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. I think I got that spelled or pronounced right. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington for Roman J. Ezreal, Esquire. And this pick is mine. Um... I think everyone would say that the sentimental choice, because it's Smith's last film, which I don't believe for a minute, um, for Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, but I'm going to go with the Golden Globe winner on this one. Gary Oldman's performance in Darkest Hour was fan-freaking-tastic. Um, I, I thought that might make it to me. His entire career has been performances where I forget he's Gary Oldman. Um and I think he's finally due for an Oscar. I don't think he's ever won. I know he's been nominated a couple times for like supporting actor. Um, but I, so I think this one is going to go to him. So Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour is my choice. But Keith, you get pick number two. Yeah, I don't know what to do you now. You can go with Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, come on. Who would be surprised yeah, if he won? Yeah, that's honestly an easy pick, but he's not gonna win. I don't like the Phantom Thread. Uh... They like so, to gift awards, though. So, so I'm gonna go with the foreign pick. I'm gonna go with uh, Timote. Okay, and that is a. I mean, that's a kind of a coming out movie, and it's yeah. it's got a very politically charged. So you may have something there. Yeah, I I, I actually that would have been probably my choice. Um, I I I. Gary Oldman. Oh, we got to talk about Gary Oldman. I agree. He's he's a fantastic actor, and he deserves an Oscar. Isn't, isn't I, he dead? No, nope. didn't he die? Because no. no. that um, would have just ensured it. I think I was maybe preloaded too much for this one, and that that I was expecting too much because I kind of thought it was overdone. Um, Darkest Hour. Like like he, I thought that he was overdoing it. Like it was it was overacted. Mm. Uh, that was that was my sense of him. It was I mean it's a fantastic movie. He did a great job portraying it, but it was it was just a little too much screaming and slobbering all over the place for me. Um, have you seen so, Have you seen Churchill speak? <laughs> so maybe he nailed he it. Spat all over the place. Um, all right, what's your uh, choice? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya, forget out. Kaluuya, forget yeah. out. Oh, I think Kaluuya. I think he's got a really good chance. I mean, I think that's a solid. A solid nomination. All right. He did a great job in that movie. All right, guys. It's time for the big time. It's best picture. Keith, you've you've you kind of held your held your tongue and bid your time, and you actually get first choice, but that also means you get last choice, because that's right, guys. You're getting two picks for best picture. The nominees are Call Me by Your Name, 
Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Ladybird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Keith, what will be your first choice for Best Picture? Three Billboards. Okay, interesting. All right. Gary, you have picked number two. I think we're done with war films. I think I think three billboards is going to take it. Uh, I get number two. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with Ladybird. Yeah. Now, let me say that uh, before we, we can have, make these picks, uh, your first pick can be the one that is red. And then this, your second pick can be the one that actually gets the award this year. Oh well, that's there's a there's a wrinkle. It's the moonlight rule. It's a new moonlight rule. Uh, I, knew, I knew that show was going to go big. Yeah. So do, 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 my pick, I get two in a row. Uh, gotta make it count. Just just take the pair. Get it over. Yeah. With. You got it. it's darkest hour in Dunkirk. Yeah, you yeah. got to pick the double D's. It's the it's the, it's the World War Two uh, two yeah. pack. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with for my first choice. This is tough. I'm gonna go with. Oh, sucks. Picking third actually sucks. Um, shit balls. All right, I'm gonna go with the Shape of Water. My first pick. Really. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you're picking. I don't that. want to pick it, but I think it's, and I need to get it on the board. According and then my second the people that I know that have seen it, it is a very strong contender. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the best film of the year. And then my second choice is going to. I, I would love too nerdy to be best picture. I would love to give it to Dunkirk, um, but I, I, but I don't think they'll go for that because they, they're, they're shying away from more movies now. Uh -huh. um, oh man. I'll go with call me by call me by your name. Oh wow, very okay. aggressive picks for you, Rob. Yeah, I have to be aggressive because I didn't get my first choices. I would have chosen uh, three billboards. I think that's going to win. So I had to choose some 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 out there's. All right, Gary, your second choice. So now it's be, now now I'm deciding between yep. the, the World War II movies. These uh, the these. Or you can go with Get Out. I was thinking about Get Out. You know, Get Out was good, and it deserves a nomination. I think it to me, it's well. It I, I don't count that that Phantom Thread as anything. I don't, like I said, I don't think that movie should have been made. So that's like ah. not even in my vocabulary at this point. Um, but yeah, Get Out, it was it was good. But um, I, I'm going to go with Dunkirk. Okay. All right, Keith, wrap it up. Man, I really thought I'd get to pick Shape of Water as my second choice. I didn't think you'd, you'd go for it. <laughs> you are drunk, aren't you? I, no, I, uh, I need yeah. to be more drunk to make this part pick of, now. Part of my pick strategy was actually taking that away from you. I, I think so. Yeah. I think that was a brilliant move on your part. Thank you. Probably might have even won you the game. Um, strategy. I really don't think the 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 war games are going to go do go anywhere, um, and I think Phantom Thread it just sucks. So it's between the post, which I don't know, and Get Out. So I guess I'm going to pick Get Out. Okay. 
I would pick get out over the post. All right. Uh, and just for some quick tiebreakers, I know we're running long, and you can go through these really quickly. Uh, some prop bets, if you look at the second tab. Uh, what color will the carpet leading into the auditorium be? Is it going to be red, or will it be any other color? Keith, what do you say? Red. Gary. Red. And I will choose red as well. You know what? I'll choose anything else, uh, just to be fun. Uh, what color will the dress of the best actress be? Winner be Keith. Black and sparkly. Black. Gary. So, so be specific. I'm oh, sorry. going to say a shade of blue. Black, sparkly. Gary, blue. Uh, I'm also going to go. I'm going to go with black, but I'm going to go with plain black because I believe they're doing a political statement this year. It's the meet. It's the Me Too movement thing. Is is black? Um, name anyone who makes the Vogue who are best dressed. That who cares about that? Uh, the opening monologue will include how many Trump jokes? Zero, one to two, three to five, six to ten, or it's just one long Trump joke? Uh, yeah. Gary, you pick the first. You pick this one first. Uh, I'm going to go with three to five. Okay. Gary says three to five. Uh, Keith? It's one long Trump joke. Yeah. That's my choice. There we go. Keith and Rob. How many times will the Moonlight Snafu be mentioned during the show? Zero, one to two, three to five. More than that. Uh, I'll take this one first. I'll say more than that. Gary? Three to five. Keith? I will think they only bring it up once, but they will bring up Bruce Willis to accept a special award on its behalf. <laughs> funny. Which actor or actress will give the longest acceptance speech? Uh, Keith, what do you think? Uh, longest? Oh, I guess God. you have to choose from the from actors that you've chosen to win. Or you Act think will win? You can choose. You think will win? Actor or actress? Um, I, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Timothy because I don't know him, but he's going to he's going to be in a foreign accent, so they'll just let him go. Yeah. Uh, Gary, who gives the longest exception speech? Uh, Francis McDormand. And since we're not doing a draft in this one, I can double up. So I will say Francis McDormand also. Will anyone cry during an acceptance speech? Does anyone say no? Absolutely, someone will cry. Yeah. So let's, we're all in the all yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's forget that one. Everyone which, will cry. Which foreign country is the first to receive an Oscar? Uh, Chile. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Lebanon. Uh, well, hungry, because I still am. Yeah. How many minutes will the show go over? I'm going to say that it will actually be on time. Um, because they've been doing much better in recent years with, with getting the shows done on time. Gary? Uh, I'm going to stick with three to five. Five minutes. Okay. Keith? 22 minutes because of the one long Trump joke. <laughs> All right. And finally, do you have any bold predictions, anything startling that will happen at the Oscars? Yes. What? There will be a power outage. A power the outage. Power outage in the theater. Wow. They will think at first it's a possible terrorist attack, but it's not. Okay. They just didn't replace Bruce the Willis. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with wardrobe malfunction. Okay. Pl plumbers. Any anything Christopher Plummer has a wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, he has he has actual plumbers. <laughs> oh man. Um uh okay. I'm gonna say Oh, maybe this may not be considered a bold prediction, but I do think it's a saucy prediction. I believe that they will um, need to use the uh, what you call it bleep button uh, more than a dozen times. Oh, wow! During the opening monologue, it's not even a bleep button. It's just kind of cut the audio button because you just won't you just won't hear it, but you just hear like a dead audio for a second. That's my bold prediction. All right. All right. So, gentlemen, last thoughts about Hen House. Yep. We got to get ratings? our ratings in. Uh, fantastic beer. I'm a big fan of pale ales anyway, and uh, these new hoppier pale ales are, are a good choice. Uh, one of my favorite uh, ones over the winter, a seasonal over the winter, was Genesee did a single hop, single malt series, uh, and it was also good. Um, so I like this a lot. Um, I think what what are we rate on ten now? I think always this is, this is an eight. Okay, Gary. Um, I'm gonna go with a nine. This is a great pale ale. It it gives you kind of everything you want out of a a nice juicy IPA with just a little bit less alcohol, but still feels like you're getting a very full and rich beer. So I'm giving it a nine. Yeah, so this is not a pale ale, um, despite the appearances. It's an IPA. Um, know that going in, um, we've had some lower con alcohol content IPAs before. Um, that doesn't sway me. So uh, that having been said, that that it doesn't. I mean, the the hops suck, and I hate them. Um, <laughs> but there is a nice blend to the flavors, and it's not so overpowering that it just destroys me. So I'll give it a six. Wow, that's that is really impressive. I, I grade on I grade it for what for for what it's what it is. My, it's just, my... it, I, I mean, the only reason I'm knocking it down, by the way, Gary, is not because I I dislike the beer, which I do, but I'm knocking it down because it's not a pale ale. It does not taste like a pale ale at all. No, I, I can I, I'll give you that. I had thought you would give it a two, so no. um, a six is outstanding. And I, we we should note that we are well beyond the date that they recommend drinking this by. Yeah, I don't think it matters. So, so um, that that's part of the reason why I, I gave it a, I gave it a little bump. So anyway, uh, seven All right. six average. That's that's respectable. Pretty good. So give Henhouse a stoked pale ale a try, according to the guys on the PNR show. Watch the Oscars. See how the guys do on their picks. And make your own picks. Contact us, PNR show at gmail.com. Uh, you've seen all the other places uh, we have our contacts listed. Um, talk about Slack chat, Twitter, all that kind of good stuff. You know where to find it. Uh, thanks for listening. He's going to play the music out. He's not either. You don't have music oh, so ready? The uh, the iPad I was using to do the soundboard, the battery just died. <laughs> Literally, as you were saying, Keith's going to play the music out. It's shut down. <laughs> it's nice. It's That's my wardrobe malfunction for the week. Rather have longer than life. Done. All right. Good evening, guys. Oscar, Oscar, win me an award. Oscar, Oscar.